You could be the most skilled person in the world, but you if you're a dick to people, I can't. We just can't deal with that. Hey guys, thanks for listening in. This is Paul Garza again with RPG Digital. Um, I just wanted to talk about something that's been kind of on my mind lately. Um, for those of you that do not know, I am also the executive director for a nonprofit organization that operates over the summer, uh, Tall City Performing Arts. It's a only program right now that's operating is a program called Compass Drum and Bugle Corps. If you're into band or performing arts stuff, might check that out. It's super cool. Compass Drum and Bugle Corps. Um, but anyway, that's actually not why I, what, why I brought that up. Um, what's been on my mind lately is this uh, just leadership and my thoughts on the way that that you know manifests in so many different ways. Um, you know, I was speaking to my brother about this the other day, and he asked me, you know, what do you think? We were specifically talking about an old job he had, and uh, he had a boss, and um, he said, you know, the boss was kind of a jerk, and he said, you know, he was a good boss, but he wasn't a great leader, and I asked him what he meant by that, and he said, you know, he said, I just feel like, you know, the, a boss gets the job done, um, but a leader, and I can't remember the exact wording he said, I'm going to have to get him on so we can talk about this, but basically just talking about the difference between a good boss and a great leader. And I think they don't come hand to hand a lot, hand in hand a lot. And I think as if you are running any sort of organization, whether that's, um, you know, you're a teacher or, you know, for my band friends, you're a band director, you're running a nonprofit organization, you're running a business, you're a manager in a business, um, understanding what really makes a good leader is super, super important. Um, and I'm not an expert in this and I do not pretend to be an expert. These are just my observations and kind of what I've dealt with. Um, so at compass, um, there's a 20 something staff members, uh, total that kind of, I, you know, obviously I don't directly manage all of them. Um, in fact, I very rarely directly manage anybody, um, at that organization. And, um, you know, and I hope any my any of the Compass guys listening to this, hopefully they agree with this and and you know kind of understand where I'm coming from on this. Um, my biggest goal, um, when trying to lead this organization that way, um, I think is number one, understanding that in those situations, when I have, you know, in the moment when I have no one who is holding me accountable. There are, um, you know, obviously there's a board of directors, but, um, you know, in, during the summer, they don't, they're not over my back the whole time. They're not managing me directly. So in those moments when I am the last line of defense, I think it's important to, uh, really think about who's working for who. Um, I, I get very weirded out and kind of, uh, just, it makes my screen. I hate whenever anybody at compass or anybody anywhere calls me, you know, their boss. Um, and I don't know if anybody, any of my compass guys are listening to this can attest to this or not, but I just, it makes me squirm. I do not like that term. Um, and I know it's difficult to find another way of, uh, you know, wording that, but I just don't like it. And I think cause there's such a, for me, there's such a negative, connotation to that because when I think of bosses 
I think of the word bossy. I think of the, you know, I think of words like demanding and, and deadlines and all this. And I just, I don't like the way that comes across. I don't have a better word for that. So I don't, I'm not suggesting anything whatsoever, but I just dislike that word. Um, and cause I, for me, this is all about understanding that I work for them 99% of the time, maybe a hundred, probably a hundred percent of the time. My job at, at Compass or any organization that I'm running is to make my employees jobs easier. And this is where I think a lot of people miss the mark. I feel like some people think that when you're in a role of leadership, when you're the the boss or the manager or whatever you want to call it, um, you you feel like your accountability is for is to like get the job done, and then you have to do anything you can to get the job done. Um, and I know a lot of people that do follow that realm of thinking and they bulldoze employees to get the job done instead of making the employees jobs easier to actually get the job done. Now I'm not saying it's all a, uh, you know, everything is perfect and all employees do their jobs. And, you know, of course there's some of that, of course you have to have conversations with people. And of course there are issues that arise, uh, you know, that you have to deal with. But I think for the most part, understanding that my job as the leader of the organization is to help them do their job and when that mindset comes into play, everything gets so much easier for me, um, for me at least, because then I understand that if, you know, Brittany is having a hard time doing her job, it's my job to understand why she's having a hard time and then do my best to fix that issue. And that's how I kind of approach that versus, you know, let me see if I can give a real specific example here. Um, let's say paperwork is not getting done at an appropriate amount of time. I find that most people think about it as why isn't the paperwork getting done and how do I fix that problem? And most times people look at the person. That person's not doing the job, right? Or that person's doing a poor job at the job instead of looking at the person who's responsible for that job and trying to figure out how do I make their life easier or how do I make that job easier so that it gets done and they can get it done on time. How does, how do I do that? How do I approach the situation from a person first perspective and fix that for them? Now I'm not saying go do the job for them at all. I'm saying, what can you do or what can I do to fix that issue? Um, and you know, there are times when I realize, oh, they need more people or, oh, they need to, we need to fix a gap in communication that's happening. And that's why we didn't get this done or, you know, and those are the, those things like that, those fixes that do not require you to point a finger at anybody, I find are the most effective fixes because then you start finding the flaws within your organization that you can actually fix so that when you replace that person, if you replace that person, then you don't have to worry about that problem again because the, the system is fixed. Um, uh, 
Um, and the last thing, um, you know, especially if you're in a hiring position, um, and I'll speak specifically on my uh, kind of approach to the way that we've been handling Compass. Um, my, I have two really strong belief systems that come into play when I'm hiring somebody. Um, the first one is, are they a good person? Um, and that is a very, very subjective, you know, uh, indicator for trying to hire anybody. That's very difficult to figure out on someone on a phone call or in an interview. Um, but that is a huge, huge factor for me is, are they genuinely a good person? Um, because I don't want people who are not. And just it, that's just the culture I want to build. Those are the kinds of people I want to be around. Those are the kinds of people I want our staff to be around are good people. Um, now, what does good person even mean? For me, that's totally different than something, you know, for you, if you're listening to this, what does that mean for you? It could be something totally different. Um, you know, for me, it's just like having a strong moral compass and understanding that I'm going to do the right thing all the time. No one's perfect, right? Not saying that at all, but like that's super important for me. Are you a good person? Um, and for in the in our world, in Compass world, that's that's what happens a lot. That's a dime a dozen, right? We're, we're a bunch of educators. It's easy to find that. It's the second one that I find a little more difficult to get past. The second indicator, and that second one is, do you get along with everyone around you? And that includes me, right? Um, and I'll the reason I say that on purpose for a reason. Um, you know, do you get along with people around you? You could be the best, most talented person ever in the world and be such a great person. But if you're annoying or if you're constantly causing issues or causing other people, like then it's an issue. You could be the most skilled person in the world, but you, if you're a dick to people, I can't, just can't deal with that. Right. And this is important for people to understand, especially for business owners right now is, you know, you're, top performer in any, if they're an asshole, what are they doing to the morale of the rest of your staff? This is important, really important to kind of wrap your head around because if you cannot find a way to make sure everybody in, they don't have to hang out together. They don't have, like, that's not what I'm saying is like, do they get along and not just kind of get along? I mean, like actually get along, like they kind of like each other as human beings, like that's incredibly important. And I get that it gets difficult, more and more difficult as the bigger your organization gets. But man, you, I think that's one of the most vital things in the world because one negative person. And for those of people that are listening, that are my, you know, educator friends understand this very, very well. All it takes is one negative person, one negative kid and everyone around them. gets consumed by that negativity is is heavy it is it takes so much effort so much positive energy to outweigh someone who's negative it's unreal so i'm just super strong on just cutting that out i we just i just don't deal with it someone and i do that in my life as well by the way this is not just a business philosophy for me i think this is very much the more i think about it this is very much a life philosophy for me 
I just don't like being around negative people. It it just ticks me off. Like I just hate hearing people complain and I hate hear people whining. I just I cannot stand it. It is the worst thing in the world and I try so hard to bite my tongue in so many places but man negativity negativity is so heavy um so that's a big factor for me when i'm hiring someone is do they get along are they you know if they're a positive person and they can get along with people around them that's super super important to me um and just because this is the, the culture that you're trying to build is so drastically important um so for educator friends, you understand that very well, right? One toxic kid can really cause a problem and understanding that if you allow that to sustain itself or to feed it, to feed it in any way, then it gets bigger and heavier and weighs the culture of your organization down. Um, so map some, some real interesting little advice for some, maybe some bigger schools, uh, for some bigger school band directors is like if you've got that kid who's maybe a great player but is really negative maybe you should talk to them about getting out maybe you should think about maybe I'm okay with having a uh, you know less than stellar player right now I know we have this conversation about you know you want to you can't say you want to save everybody right like you can't do that you can't save everybody you cannot save every single human being that walks into your classroom. You cannot save every human being that walks into your office in your business, right? Understand the people that you are there for that want to be there, the positivity people. Those are the people that you want to sustain. Those are the people you want to feed. Um, just how I feel. It's just, you know, if I seem like I'm coming across as kind of harsh, I apologize. Not my intention. So, yeah, biggest things for me. This is, you know, again, from a leadership position, stuff that I deal with. Just a small little rant about it. Um, let me know if you, you know, this helped at all. If you thought this was interesting. If you have some comments, questions, concerns about it. Um, you know, hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn. You can find us at RPG Digital. Or you can find me personally, P Garza 1 or Paul Garza, depending on where you're at. I really got to get those consolidated a little bit. Um, if you're listening to this on a podcast, iTunes, Spotify, uh, radio public, wherever you listen to it, please give us a rating. Let me know what you think. Again, comments are super, super appreciated. Um, yeah. Let me know. What are you dealing with in your organization, your business, your nonprofit? You know, what kind of issues do you have? And I would love to have a conversation with someone about that. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.